This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 41 of the Law Podcasting Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring information to you about how lawyers can use the power of podcasting to support and develop their businesses, even if they're not podcasting specifically about a legal subject. This podcast is brought to you by Power Podcasting for Lawyers, the only how-to podcasting course specifically for attorneys by attorneys, where you can learn the ins and outs of creating and producing your own law podcast to grow your practice by building authority, affinity, and trust with prospective clients and referral sources. We have short, easy-to-digest video and audio lessons in a community of like-minded lawyer podcasters, which makes Power Podcasting for Lawyers the best way to get your show off the ground smoothly and quickly. Learn more about Power Podcasting for Lawyers at lawpodcasting.com. Now, in this quick solo episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about how podcasting fits into a larger, broader law firm marketing plan. Plan, excuse me. And if you're anything like me, when I say law firm marketing plan, it makes your gut clench just a little bit. And that little voice inside your head starts saying, Yeah, you really ought to do that one of these days. Or maybe it's being a little more judgmental and saying, You're such a loser. You don't even have a law firm marketing plan. Maybe, maybe those are just my voices, but anyway. Well, first off, Having a marketing plan doesn't mean you have to have some comprehensive written out strategy document. You know, it can be that, of course, but it doesn't need to be. Marketing a law firm is just about having a focus on three things. Visibility, positioning, and affinity. Now, visibility just means that you're out there. You're getting seen and heard and read and noticed. You have good, if you have as good SEO on your website, it's about visibility too. Speaking at conferences and events, that's about visibility. Being found on all kinds of different platforms where your customers and referral sources are looking, that's about visibility. This is that first factor in the age old formula you want, uh, where you want prospects and referrers to know, like, and trust you. When you're visible, people know you. Now, positioning is about being viewed as the expert, the lawyer with the solution to the particular problem your prospects have. When you're positioned properly, you have authority in your niche. When you're positioned properly, your prospects trust you to have the answers to their questions and the solutions to their problems. Now, affinity is about people having a sense of who you are and what kind of person you are and about them gravitating toward you. They like you. Excuse me. Marketing is about building these three elements. So ask yourself, what tools do you have in your toolbox that you can use to develop these things? Well, most of us have done some public speaking from time to time, and that works wonders. If you, if you like that and you're good at it, great. Now, if you want to stick with online approaches, you can do webinars. It's basically public speaking over the internet. Teaching about what you do and not not how you do it, but what you do and what the issues are is a tremendously successful way to position yourself as an expert. But with this, visibility may or may not be a part of the equation. You might speak to relatively small groups. You might speak to big groups, but that's the limit of it. Um, the people who come and see you or the people who find out about your webinar and choose to attend. Um, so, yeah, you get some visibility and you definitely get some some uh, positioning there. Uh, networking. Networking is great. Um, 
but the visibility is on a very small scale. You meet a few people at a time and maybe they remember you if you have good follow-up and so on. And if you're really good at networking and you pick a, a relatively small uh, group of what we call warm market connectors, that's folks that um, are tapped in and tuned in and in connected in connection with your your main audience, uh, the, the folks you need as clients and prospects, uh, that can be very valuable if you nurture those relationships. And that's really, you know, what, what has to happen there. That's pretty sort of labor intensive and it's one-on-one kind of nurturing most of the time. So you're taking people to lunch, you're going to breakfast, those kind of things. That counts as a marketing part of the marketing plan for sure. You can write articles, you can write books for white papers, more positioning there. Uh, you could write blog posts, definitely more positioning. And frankly, if you have good SEO on your blog, that is you're using the right terminology that your folks are going to be searching for, those long tail keywords people talk about, well, then your visibility is going to be pretty high too. So you build authority and you get seen and now you're known and, and trusted. But what about that likability, that affinity factor? Well, when you have a blog post or a newsletter, either email or print, you're writing to be read. And that usually means that you've taken a somewhat more formal style. Now, not the same as if you're writing a law journal article, perhaps, but nevertheless, when we write, we tend toward a, a formal, more more rigid style, I guess you could say. And that formality tends to keep people at a bit of a distance. It's great for positioning you as the authority. People do respect and recognize that you know what you're talking about. But do they like you? Do they start to like and, and uh, become warm to you because of what you've written and the way you've written it? Now, some of us are good at this. Uh, some of you are good at this, I should say. But most of us really aren't that good at writing to be um, conversational, to write in a, in a style that builds affinity. So how do you build that affinity? Well, one way that works great for some people is to create YouTube videos. You're on camera. You, people get to see your smiling face and see your mannerisms and how you behave. And, and you get to hold yourself out as an authority, but you also get to show a little bit of who you are. So you get a studio set up or you rent one and you write out a script and then you go and stand there in front of the camera with the lights and the makeup and the good sound and all that stuff. And you have to either memorize your script or have cue cards or a teleprompter. And you know, if, if you're not great at this, you're going to look a little wooden, right? Uh, so this is starting to sound a little bit hard and, and certainly expensive. So, uh, and you have to ask yourself, are you comfortable in your skin when there's a camera and lights pointing at you? If so, great. Web video works terrifically for some people, the ones who do it really well. And my friend uh, Jerry Oginski uh, teaches lawyers how to do video, and he um, also shoots video for people and uh, you know can get you set up with that if, if you want. That is a great component of a marketing plan, having some video to supplement your blog, to supplement your public speaking, your networking, all those other things. But for the rest of us, the ones who aren't that great on camera or who you know just aren't super comfortable – I don't know what the return on investment might be like. Now, for me, I actually do some web video. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, it's at firemark.tv. You can go over there and look and see the kinds of things I do. It's a Q&A sort of a video uh, Q&A column, basically. Now, for me, I think it's sort of a wash. The, the cost, the benefit, you know, it's kind of fun for me, so I like to do it, and it is part of my plan. But I don't pour a lot of my energy into that because – well, I'm just not sure it's really going to pay off in terms of the kinds of clients that I want and need. So for me, the fastest, easiest, most effective tool is the thing you're listening to right now, podcasting. Um, 
when you podcast, and of course a law podcast, when you, when you podcast, once you're in the groove of it, you're going to start sounding more like yourself. Your personality can start to come through in what you say and, and, and the way you record. Now, podcasting is, relatively speaking, an easy thing to do. All you really need is a microphone. There's not a big investment of equipment at all, and, and all you really need is that and some time to create your content. And you can be very conversational in it. It doesn't have to be as formal as something you're writing. Uh, somehow there's just a different, a different attitude in the content creation side when you're just speaking into a microphone. So I think it's, it's a lot easier. And you can leverage that podcast by having it transcribed and then posting the transcript on your website along with the episode. And now that SEO juice comes back into play. You've got that search engine optimization from the words that you use in the context of your episodes that will be there when folks search on those terms. I guarantee this is faster to do than it would be to write out a blog post on the same topic. And frankly, with podcasts, you don't have to be as technically I don't want to say accurate, but you don't have to be as precise, I guess you could say. People understand that when you're speaking, it's sort of off the cuff and contemporaneous. And again, we're not doing a teaching kind of a thing like a webinar where you do need to be a little more precise. With podcasting, especially if you're doing an interview or a dialogue kind of a thing, you you just talk and, and you're riffing on a subject, as kind of like I am right now, actually. So it's relatively easy. So for my money, podcasting is the best way to create online content that folks will find and consume and enjoy. It builds all three of these elements. Visibility. iTunes is among the biggest search engines out there. Podcast episodes are easy to find by topic, by title, by keyword. And it's positioning. When you podcast, you are viewed as a subject area thought leader, as an authority on your subject. And on that affinity and likability end of things, when you are in someone's earbuds, they're listening to you in the car, when they're working out or whatever, they hear the tone, they hear your attitude, they hear the smile in your voice and how you say things. And they will start to like you. So you've got know, like, and trust all wrapped up in one medium. So if you're not already doing all of these different kinds of things, blogging, Writing, public speaking, networking, video, all of them. But podcasting would be my first choice. It's the only one of these tools that builds all of the elements. It does so affordably and easily and consistently. Now, you, you know that I have an agenda here. You heard my little ad at the beginning of things. I read that copy, and I want you to podcast. I'm a podcast evangelist, but I, I have created this one-of-a-kind online video training course that teaches you how to plan and launch your own podcast. It's called Power Podcasting for Lawyers, and it's comprised of short, easy-to-digest video lessons, audio and transcripts as well, and it walks you through this step-by-step process that can get you up and running with your law podcast in as little as a weekend. So if you're interested in that, please, I encourage you to check out Power Podcasting for Lawyers at lawpodcasting.com. And the reason I'm bringing this to you now is to remind you that the pricing for the Law Podcasting program, the Power Podcasting for Lawyers course, is going up in December. And it's going up again to the full price of $997 in uh, January. So now's the time to jump on this. Get in on the Power Podcasting for Lawyers course by visiting lawpodcasting.com. And that's going to do it. 
Thank you for you, listeners, to for doing so. Please take a moment to send me your comments and suggestions on the website at lawpodcaster.com. And a review on the iTunes store would be very, very welcome. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear me talking about or, or if you can recommend somebody, maybe it's yourself, if you're a law podcaster that I can interview, I would be delighted to hear from you on that front as well. So just hit us with the comments or email me, gfiremark at firemark.com. And uh, and I'll follow up with you. So that about wraps it up for this episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast. If you are interested in podcasting for your practice, the Power Podcasting for Lawyers course is now available. So visit lawpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to get a free podcasting equipment and resource guide, make it lawpodcasting.com slash guide. And until next time, keep podcasting. Keep podcasting.